Welcome to the Movie Psychics with your hosts, Jeff and Charlotte. Think you can know a movie by its cover? You probably can't, but these two highly gifted mediums can. They will select a film they've never seen before and divine plot points and scenes by simply looking at the cover art. They will amaze and astound with their accuracy. They will shock and surprise with their insight. And it is because the movie psychics know. Y'all ready for this? Are you done? So, hello, Jeff. Hello, Charlotte. This is a movie psychics anniversary show. Anniversary show? It's our anniversary show. We've been doing this show for one year? Yeah. um, We started as a public access show in the late 90s. Um, And that was after we met while waiting in line to see a movie. Oh, I remember. And that movie was called... The Curve. Starring... Matthew Lillard. And Carrie Russell. Of course. And some other people. How could I forget? Did you remember the tagline? Someone's about to go over the edge. Yeah. Remember, I was like waiting in line behind you and you were standing in front of me and I was like, yeah, I bet you can't guess the plot to this movie. And then I said, I think someone's going over the edge. And that was like, oh, yeah, that's a tagline. But that's not the plot of the movie. It was a long line. It was a long wait. I think it was the like the midnight showing. Then everyone was going out to see the curve because I mean that's back when Matthew Lillard was a big star. Remember? Yeah. Remember that when Matthew Lillard was a big star and everyone loved him. The crazy guy. Hollywood sweetheart. Crazy Hollywood guy in every movie playing the crazy man with the really big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I remember, I remember you told me, you're like, I can guess the plot of this movie. And you look back at me and you're like, it's about a curve on a road. Dead man's curve. It's about dead man's curve and it goes to a lighthouse. Well, the there, lighthouse. There, there is a lighthouse on the poster. Yeah. And I mean, right, the, li- looked at the lighthouse the was, that's where the curve is. It's up on a cliff and the lighthouse is up there and it like the road curves around the lighthouse. That's where the curve comes from. And but the, what this movie's about is the, the, the ghost that lives in the lighthouse. This see, is what you said to me. Yeah. <laughs> and the ghost is, 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 is kind of a vindictive ghost. You know, he's been stuck up in the lighthouse for a long time and doesn't like people coming around but it's like a cool high school thing to do to like bet you can't make it around the lighthouse curve it's like of course i can i just got my brand new car it's my 16th birthday and get out there and rev and as you're coming up to the curve the ghost in the lighthouse turns the light and shines it in your eyes and then you can't see and you're like ah and you drive off the cliff well it's weird i remember you telling me like that's what usually happens but these pack of teenagers from their fancy prep school, a bunch of smarties driving around their car, smarties looking for a party. Smarties You're like, these guys are smarter and they make it around the curb and they drive to the lighthouse and they get out of their car and like, we made it, guys. Now let's uh, get down to the reason why we came here. And that's um, the the test on Monday at school. There's going to there's gonna be a grading curve, 
and Timmy's gonna fuck it up again. So- oh, so this is this was I'm it's coming back to me now. This was an intervention for Timmy because he always fucks up the curve, and you know, they're the others they're smart, but they're not you know they're not like hundred percent ace the test smart. Timmy is. Timmy's one of those those gifted kids that's just like I ace every the single root of, of pie is. A slice of cheesecake. Okay, Timmy. He's also got some really, he's really bad good... social problems. <laughs> he he's on the spectrum for sure. You know he's, and that's he why it's on the spectrum. Yeah, I mean that's why it's so hard. You guys got the joke. <laughs> but I mean that's why it's so hard to like call him out on stuff, you know, because he's got Asperger's. He doesn't know. He he doesn't know what what's going on, like how to act and social situations half the time so okay so asperger's man to me i mean is he was he with them up there or were they plotting his death i no, forget no. what you they they brought him up there and it was an intervention to like all right this is how it's gonna go like timmy you gotta cool it just get some wrong like answer the wrong answer on some of them and he he started like i can't i can't do that i, I don't know how that's not compute and he starts having like a breakdown and that's when he he goes and attacks them and one by one he's killing them off you know jesus christ yeah i mean he what the hell happened to timmy he's got no control over it you know he he's he's just he just lost it he's having some breakdown and so is this the matthew lillard character yeah matthew lillard is the the smart the smarty pants in this one and he pushes uh first he he pushes uh one of the other guys off he he's just trying to get out you know he's like having the breakdown he's like no get away from me i don't want it and he he goes running out and pushes one of them and they fall off the lighthouse to their death they're timmy what'd you do at the top of the lighthouse yeah what'd you do timmy why why did you why did you kill frank you're you're such a smarty pants couldn't you think of a smarter way to like kill someone and like some more fulfilling way to the story and to your character that, but you just had a breakdown <laughs> now timmy you got to figure out a way out of this mr smarty pants well you just walk down the stairs it, it's really quite simple you guys you're at the top of the lighthouse you just you take the stairs down that's not what we mean timmy and you know it you killed frank i know the fastest way down and then he just pushes him pushes another one (laughs) he pushes another person you wanted the quick answer you got it you're looking at a way to get out of this timmy quick wit push him down so this is like an amelia bedelia thing going on here he's just taking like okay you want the quickest way down all right and then pushes another one off and that's just this movie there the movie is like it's a twist ending because timmy these guys are fucking up his curve because they're bringing it down. Like they're gonna bring his grade down. He would fuck up the curve for them, but they were fucking up his shit. And like these people are stupid. They gotta go out of oh, the lighthouse so he, window. He's killing, screaming each, to their death. He's killing each of them so they don't mess up his grade. I see what's going on here. If that is how the the curve works. Well, you know, this is for the movie. Yes, that's how this teacher's curve works. This teacher's <laughs> fucked up. You know, instead of taking like the highest and the lowest and like finding the the curve there, this teacher takes 
the the highest grade and bumps it down to the like takes the highest and lowest finds the median and then bumps everyone down to the median everyone gets the average grade and this is a below average public school so you know everyone's getting a d minus just barely passing and timmy can't take it anymore in a way it's like mr peterson pushed them out of the lighthouse and he he had a really tough time after finding out what happened like oh my curb you killed these people well that's funny that what you sh- have i done <laughs> that's funny that you bring up mr peterson because he actually does show up in the end and he pushes timmy out of the lighthouse this whole thing ta- it's a it's it's the bottle episode equivalent of a, of a movie you know it all takes place in the lighthouse except for the opening scene on the drive to the lighthouse okay that's kind of creepy like why would mr peterson know where they're meeting because Mr. Peterson listens in to their conversations while they're in the in the locker room. Why? Because What's he's a his creep. Problem. He's a creep, you know, with a name like Mr. Peterson. So he's just this is in the locker room, and Mr. Peterson is creeping, like just creeping along. Yeah, because <laughs> people think he's a creep. He and he is kind of a creep, but really, like you know, he got the he's he's living on a teacher's salary. He doesn't have much of a home. His home got foreclosed. This is in the Bay Area too, so he can't afford any place. So he he lives at the YMCA, and he writes down what he hears in his little notebook. And he he takes showers at school, and so like he's in the and he's writing room his he novel hears, like, about kids these days. What can you do, kids, these days? And so he's writing down, like, kids' stuff teenagers say in the locker room. And he has his little notebook, and he's crouched in the corner. He used to bring, like, a bag of chips, but that crinkled too much, and, like, he was found out right away. Now he just, he sticks with gummies. Maybe that's, like, the, le- the so, least crunchy snack so that he you just can hide out. So he sits in the locker room and watches the, the high school boys change and eats gummy bears? <laughs> Is that what you're saying, Mr. Peace? He's back to and being a writes creep again. Down what, he writes down what they say. And he's working it into a novel. It's not quite working out, but he will he will piece it all together in something that makes sense one of these days. This has been going on for five years now. I'm working on my novel. I'm writing down, writing down what the little children say in the locker room. I need some gummy bears. They're talking about little digipets. What the fuck's a digipet? I gotta write it down. What's a hip clip? This is the late 90s. God, I don't know what any of this stuff is. Uh, There's something called the internet. Maybe I'll look it up. So when Mr. Peterson shows up, everyone's already been dead except for Timmy. He's pushed them all out or stabbed them. Before he pushes Timmy, he does grab the hip clip from his pocket. It's on his keychain. I get it. I finally get it. I know what it is. I can listen to a minute's worth of music. <laughs> and he, he so he, he kind of gets it, but he doesn't like why would you want to listen to a minute of a song when you want to listen to the whole song um it's it's frustrated him and he takes some of that frustration out on timmy and there's a big battle here like he tries to he he tries to push timmy out because like now he's just like every other student in my class is dead his his class is only four students Every other student in my class is dead. And he just cracked the code about hip clips. Yeah. And there's just this guy to tell it to. And so the final showdown happens. And we're really like not sure who who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. Because, you know, we want to side with Timmy. 
because there's creepy old Mr. Peterson's trying to kill him now. But after... Timmy's going on about like how the music's compressed. It's not a good quality. Why would you waste your money on the hip clip? You know, get a better recording. When did this become about a hip clip? It's, uh, well, Mr. Peterson made it about the hip clip. Oh, okay. This is Mr. When Mr. This Peterson is his, shows up. This is his thing. And they had to get product placement in, uh, work it in on the movie somehow. When Timmy tears it down, he's the writer working on the movie. The fucking hip clips. Like, I don't want this shit in my movie. Timmy's going to call him out. Like, how much did you pay for that thing, Mr. Peterson? How much did you pay for that hip clip? And he, he doesn't know. Mr. Peterson Mr. doesn't Peterson, keep track. Mr. Peterson, how much did you pay for that hip clip? Twenty nine ninety five. I don't know how much a hip clip was in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> what were they, like one twenty nine ninety five? Is it a hip clip or a hip clip? I, I, have, I don't even know what they are, to be honest. I have no clue what it is. It's a minute's worth of music <laughs> that you keep on your keychain with your digipet. Well, who would want that? Is it called a digipet? What are those things? Yeah. Tamaguchi. Tamagachi. Tamagotcha. Who would want just a minute's worth of music, though? That's the real mystery here. I'm siding with Mr. Peterson on this. It doesn't make any sense. Who would want that terrible thing? Who would pay money to listen to partial, the part of a song? And how much money did they pay to get into this film? I mean, it is. That's how the film got its budget. This is just a very long commercial for the hip clip or hit clip. And the film's soundtrack was available on, on hip clip. <laughs> About 10 seconds of each song for your keychain. It's actually, they put the whole song on, but what they did is they just sped it up really fast. So each song is only 10 seconds long. And so when you listen to it, it just sounds like someone's like fast forwarding a tape. (laughs) And that's it. That's the end. Why? Why, Timmy? Why would they do this? And then Timmy, so when they're, they're, you know, this big fight, it's starting to rain. And Timmy says, well, Mr. Peterson, I can tell you why. Let me shine some light on the situation. And he turns the lighthouse light towards Mr. Peterson. And it's so bright and intense that he's just, no, and he bursts into flames. And then as he's like, as like Mr. Peterson's like burning to death and like skin melting off, he he like falls to the ground and he's got his hip clip that survived the fire still in his hand. And he and Timmy, turns to the hip clip and says, tell my story. <laughs> tell my story. Tell my story to the people. <laughs> and then Timmy picks up, picks up the hip clip. We'll live on. Timmy picks up the hip clip from Mr. Peterson's cr- like crusted burnt hand. And he goes, now that's a hot track. And then the credits and roll. And then he like touches his finger to his tongue. And then he touches the hip clip with his finger. <laughs> and uh, after there's an end credit scene, actually, for this movie. And uh, the end credit scene is near the end. Like, credits roll. And then we see Timmy's got his hip clip. And it's all, you know, it's Mr. Peterson's hip clip. The police show up at his door one day. And they're like, you're going to have to come with us, Timmy. And they, you see them putting the hip clip into like a Ziploc bag. And then we cut, we cut to like the courtroom. And exhibit A. Exhibit A. And they press play on the hip clip. It plays the final, final minute of Mr. Peterson's death. But it turns out there's no, there wasn't enough and recorded it's the, on there. It turns out <laughs> that it is the remix of Mr. Peterson's death. 
that on it's not the original it is the remix so my story to the world you don't get the story you just get the um you get the chorus of the story within a song tell my story tell my story then they show timmy in jail so Timmy in jail and he's watching the little prison TV and it's like VH1 and the the Mr. Peterson's death remix is at number one of the charts. You hear someone in the back go, hey, hey, Timmy, that's your song on TV. And he turns around and he goes, the name's not Timmy. It's Skrillex. And that is how Skrillex was born. That is how we have Skrillex music today through hip clips and a kid with Asperger's that <laughs> killed all of his classmates and his teacher. The curve. Tell my tale. Tell, tell my tale. Tell my tale. The If you're looking for a few friends to play with. <laughs> Yo, hey, oh, whoa, 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 what's going on? You, uh, you moving in on my girl? Have we got a game for you? Rand, please. please don't touch me. Come on, come on, just chill out, Rand. Phase one complete. No rules. I've told Rand if he keeps treating people like that, somebody's gonna throw him off a cliff or something. That's not a bad idea. I think my roommate might be suicidal. Maybe you could tell me what signs I should be looking for. All right. How about listening to depressing music? Anyone in particular? Suzanne Vega, The Smiths, The Cure. You guys know we have a sale on Joy Division? Let's do this. No sides. The university would like to extend the offer of an automatic 4.0. We want to do everything we can to help you through this. The local police would like to have a word with both of you. Was he upset that night? I don't really know. Chris, you were with him a lot more that night. What do you think? Are you blind? Tim is setting you up. We have to do something. We? Everybody. I didn't tell anyone. I got a big surprise for you. For himself. Natalie's dead. Well, that's clearly unfortunate. Think you can solve the mystery? What happened that night at the town? What did you do with Rand's body? You don't have to answer them, buddy. Spot the lies. Chris, let me help you. Don't you know how much I love you? And trust your friends. Now we got ourselves a game. Don't bet your life on it. Are you in or are you out? You're gonna die! Be careful who you trust, Chris. I like to push people. See how much I can get away with and still have them want to be my friends. The curve. Are you dead? Hey, Charlotte. Yeah. Did you know that if one co-host of a podcast commits suicide, the show is instantly bumped to the top of the iTunes uh, podcast directory? Yeah. iTunes curve. Yeah. The iTunes curve. Everyone knows that. It's a, it's a well-known established fact. And it's how a lot of podcasts got big. Yeah. Um, 
Remember that one podcast about those two squirrels that talk to each other? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> and then that one squirrel, he fell out of a tree. But Un- then, under mysterious circumstances. Yeah, it was mysterious course. circumstances, and they found a note. They did, and then it turned out that that squirrel actually didn't commit suicide, but a third squirrel had concocted a plan with the squirrel that faked his suicide to get the other squirrel to commit suicide. Okay, but let's be real here. There's no podcast hosted by squirrels. And this is a story n- did not work. Not at and all. It just, just doesn't work in a film. <laughs> it doesn't work to get you to the top of iTunes. And it, it doesn't work <laughs> to get you into Harvard, which is apparently what... Every single person in the movie The Curve wanted to They're do. Under the impression that, oh, your roommate commits suicide or dies. Could they commit suicide or die? Or did it have no, to they, be suicide? No, they had to be suicide because it was it was simply like they were saying like, oh, they couldn't find the body to make it like to prove that it was suicide. And so they weren't getting their, their 4.0. And if they had found the body, they would have discovered all the rat poison in the body, I don't know if that was included in the suicide note. Like, hey, I drank a lot of rat poison. Now I'm jumping off a cliff. We we they should put the rat poison in his tequila. The Curve is a terrible movie w- with M Night Shyamalan level twists that make no sense. Some I think it wanted to be the uh, the scream. <laughs> some roommates. Is it called the no? It's just called Scream. I think it. This movie came out after Scream because there yeah. are a lot of twists in Scream, and that's like a teeny bopper movie. And wasn't Matthew Lillard in that one, too? Don't remember. I know I think Seth he was. Green was in it. But it was a, that movie came out in 96, and this movie, The Curve, came out in 98. 98. So it was definitely influenced by that movie. It tried to accomplish what Scream accomplished. A lot of people liked that movie. Yeah, had it was like, like the teeny, three or four the, movies. The teeny bopper thriller kind of movie. And that's what I think this movie was like they were capitalizing on because we did find out that it there was apparently a bidding war at Sundance when this movie was released and that's confusing to me because it's a terrible movie yeah Matthew Lily Lillard Lillard <laughs> Lily Lillard Lillard Matthew Lillard yeah the whole premise of the movie low down Lily Lillard little lizard Lillard Yes, that is his full name. <laughs> he just goes by Matthew Lillard, though. <laughs> he changed it for the movies. Because, I mean, that takes up a lot of room on the credits. You if know, you're going to be like low down, Lily Lillard. The, the Screen Little Actors Lizard Guild wasn't going to let him in with that. You know, the Screen Actors Guild, like when he signed up, was just like, you got to you gotta shorten that up. That's not fair to everyone and else. And he was like, you got to say it five times fast. I'm crazy. And then they did. And he was like, okay, you guys win. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder, like, watching the film, I kept wondering, like, is that, is he a really good actor, or is that just him? Is he, like, the Gary Busey of the, like, teeny bopper thing? <laughs> I think he just is insane. I mean, he plays, he, he's on that, that, that shaggy jackpot now, you know? He just plays shaggy in everything. He was hit the shaggy jackpot. Yeah, he hit the shaggy jackpot because I mean he was in he was shaggy in that one terrible Scooby Doo movie, and that's just been his career. 
now. He is just the voice of Shaggy in cartoons. and I mean, he was a good go-to crazy guy. Because he has all like the boundary issues thing. Yeah, he's always touching people. It seems like you need shades or something when you're... When he's talking to you, it seems like the spit flies. Yeah, there's something crazy with his mouth. He's like, his mouth is too big or he like opens it too wide when he's talking. Like he's going to bite you. He probably has bit a couple people. I wouldn't put it past him. In the movie, there are four characters. Matthew Lillard, uh, douche number one, douche number two, and Felicity. Yeah, no likable characters in this movie. Not a single one. They were all uh, sociopaths. They're all fine with killing each other. They were all fine with killing each other, and they mistakenly drove the Canadian girl to kill herself, and they were just all okay with it. Yeah, the only somewhat likable person, I mean, she was spineless, she was Canadian, they kept making a big deal They kept. They made a huge deal about the fact that she was Canadian. That was a joke, I didn't get it, but she killed herself because she thought her friend had killed himself. And she thought she was pregnant. But she was tricked into believing that. Yeah, it... They just really had a fun time fucking with this girl until she killed herself, which didn't benefit them in any way because they wanted to kill someone to commit suicide so they could get a 4.0. But they needed a roommate to do it. And so the yeah, like, Matthew why Lillard, it be your friend? Matthew Lillard and douche one are, are set up in the beginning of the movie like, oh, we're going to kill douche number two, our roommate. And they set this chain of events up to happen. So it that happens. They talk to the therapist or whatever about oh, what kind of music would someone who's going to commit suicide listen to? But what was confusing was like near then, near the end, they twist everything around on you. Like, oh, it wasn't, it actually was Felicity and Matthew Lillard were trying to get douche number one to kill himself, not douche number two. And then douche number two shows up and he's like, ha ha, I never killed myself. I never, you guys never killed me. Douche number one's all, no, like you guys are going to make me kill myself. What's up? That's fucked up. And then it turns out that douche number one and douche number two were in on it from the whole time. And they just wanted Matthew Lillard to kill himself. And so those final twists happened in like the last five minutes of the movie. There was no setup. There was no, it was just like, what happened now? What's? And they did hear that it's it's called the Devon Man's Curve, right? They heard about the 4.0 that you automatically get from a stand-up comedian. Yeah, they didn't verify that at all. They so just... it wasn't verified. It would have been an awesome movie if their friend, you know, they set the, they set up this whole thing. They did the work. They get to the psychiatrist and she's like, what? That's a myth. Yeah. We don't you hear worry that? with a 4.0. You got to do the work. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can take a semester off and that's cool. Like take some time to regroup and get over it. And then you can come back next semester and graduate late. But yeah, we're not going to give you a 4.0 and then the end. There were different scenes in the movie. The cinematography, it felt like this was the first time director and he was like, I want to play around with this and this. He did effects that didn't serve the story. Yeah. There was one scene where he just pans in an actor's face, actor A, and then he pans in on actor B and then never does that ever again. The dialogue didn't really match the zoom in thing that he was doing i didn't get it yeah and there was the um do you remember matthew lillard telling the story in the bar and that he let the like the lights in the background 
go out and so he's yeah, just it's a close-up on matthew lillard's face people are playing pool in the background you hear the noise of the bar and then it slowly fades away it's yeah as he's telling dim. the story and reminiscing it fades away and then right near the end of the story the lights just suddenly come back on but there's no Not audio a key cue. point of the story though yeah there was like no audio cue it wasn't like the punchline. it was just like all of a sudden lights are back on and what does he have against vince vaughn what did vince vaughn ever do to him <laughs> that's right we found out that in one of the scenes where they're throwing darts at a dartboard there's a picture of vince vaughn you see his pearly whites on the dartboard it's a it's an odd choice i wonder what like what kind of inside joke or whatever was going on there why you gotta be throwing darts at vince vaughn so um we got a couple things right people die people did die it uh, was about school um, there was no teacher. That role was fulfilled by the psychologist, maybe? Well, the psychologist didn't end <laughs> up killing anyone. She just was trying to not smoke by eating Twizzlers or suckers. There was no hip clips. Hit clips? Hit clips, I yes. had to look that up and show Jeff because he didn't know what it was. It's a minute's worth of music. I'm, I'm going to make a hit clips for movies, and it's just like two minutes worth of a movie. That you watch on a little screen. I think it can only hold um, a minute's worth of info. A minute's worth of music. So I guess it'll be, it would be <laughs> a like second worth a couple of... <laughs> seconds worth of a movie. So what would be the scene from this movie that you would put on your hit clip? Just any scene where there's a close up of Matthew Lillard's face and his creepy <laughs> mouth doing its creepy thing. <laughs> I think our movie was better. Uh, Yeah, I'd have to say so. I mean... It made more sense. This movie, I, I guess there weren't as many twists in our movie. I don't think it would have been the best follow-up to the Scream. I don't know. I feel feel like, movie you know, the twists craze. were handled poorly in the curve. And we had some twists in ours that were, that were handled a little better, I think. You didn't have the special effects like ours did. The person melting by having a light shine on them. That's true. You got to have those special effects, too. That's what makes a movie these days. I mean, just look at all the popular movies. Special effects. Because apparently the teacher was a vampire. Why did he melt? We don't know. Some things are better left uh, unsaid, unexplained. Give the movie a little mystery. It gives you something to talk about as you leave the movie, you know? You can kind of discuss your own theories. It's a thinker. That's what our movie was. It was a thinker. A think piece. And the curve was a stinker. (laughs) It was a stinker. So that about does it for The Curve. Be sure to like us on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at The Movie Psychics. You can visit us at themoviepsychics.com. And just study up. You know, get your grades. Do the work. Don't try to go fake a suicide to get those grades up. And why would you want to go to Harvard anyways? I mean, you're going to get yourself into a lot of debt. 